he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hello and welcome to Bolotified, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement. And today you have tuned into a very special episode about the sometimes dazzling, sometimes tragic event known as the Oscars 2021. Last week, Alex and I got a little carried away with our Academy Award review. And instead of leaving it on the cutting room floor, we decided to bring you this as a little bonus episode. And with one more caveat, when we recorded the episode, we didn't know that the entire Oscar ceremony had been turned on its heel for a very specific reason. And that was to end the night with the announcement of Chadwick Boseman as the best featured actor in a film. And then that didn't happen. He didn't win the award. So it didn't work. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, it was probably not the right call to make by the producers to change a show based on the outcome of one award that they didn't know for sure. Caused a lot of backlash. Didn't talk about it in this episode, but talked a lot about a lot of other things. So without further ado, enjoy the show about the show. The 93rd annual Oscar Award presentation on ABC. And it was very, 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 very different than anything we've seen in the past. And we're going to dedicate some time to talking about that because interestingly enough for me and Alex chime in anytime. <laughs> and, and I can't say that I, I'm happy about this, which also is a little conflicting but it felt like a live event that was broadcast for people at home rather than a televised broadcast i agree and the way the the, the camera angles the the way the room was set up uh i mean we'll talk about this a little bit more too they even did audience participation mm -hmm. Which to me beckons to what we do in the world of live events, right? It felt like that to me. And I wasn't, and it wasn't beautiful. So I think that's the problem that I had with it. Um, the, the, I didn't love the graphic design at all. I didn't love the lower third design at all. Um, it was almost as though they felt like in order to show diversity, they're going to put every single color they can into the design. It just, it didn't work for me. Uh, the, the, I thought the camera angles were beautiful and we are going to share a little bit about what we liked about the show, but there were just some things about it right off the bat that I had a hard time. Uh, I had a hard time consuming. What were your initial thoughts? Um, well, <clears throat> I started with some pre-show and I actually really liked that. So I was kind of in a very good place when it started because it, it felt intimate. It, it didn't feel chaotic. I felt like I was right there with them. And I loved that the pre-show was less about who wore what or who wore who and more about talking about what we've been through and having these beautiful performances mm. uh, like all the, the, you know, the songs that were nominated were performed. So I really, really enjoyed that. And then when it, I, I, I don't want to go into my top five just yet, but the way the show opened grabbed me. Mm -hmm. So there were elements about it that I didn't like, but I'm going to say that it's probably one of my favorite Oscars because I felt like I was there with them. Yes, yes. And I think that in, in 
fair amount is due to the camera angles, mm -hmm. which were exquisite. I thought the camera mm -hmm. work was exquisite. Uh, the way that they really included the audience and made the audience part of the show. And yes. a lot of the shots were of the audience. It's part of my top, top mm -hmm. moments as well. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you liked it. It really, to me, it felt like what we do in our world. Mm -hmm. um, executed very well uh, with, with a lot of creativity, I think. Um, the way they used the Dolby Theater, mm -hmm. the darkened theater, then they used the lobby. Um, it was long, though, I felt. And I would say on the negative side, some of those, there was no rain put on the winners. So it was almost as though they went to um, really special uh, um, accommodation to make sure that there was this sense of it was personalized in a sense, you know, um, and that that felt real when people were giving their acceptance speeches and just went on and on and on and on and on. Uh, there, I, I think I looked at the clock at um, five thirty-five, and there had only been three awards given out in thirty-five minutes, and I thought, oh my god, this is going to be a long show. And so I think there were moments that it felt really draggy and long because they didn't rein in any of the speeches. And also they didn't show many movie clips. They didn't show very many clips. This is true. This is true. And they, you know, I didn't even realize that until you just said it. Yeah. Uh, it became pretty <laughs> clear. And, you know, it, I didn't, you know, you have to, you have to be honest with yourself and say, after a while, you sort of lose focus and you start doing other things, even if you're sitting on the couch in front of the TV, because it gets to feel the same, right? Uh, and, but I, it, there were times when they did show uh, clips and there were times when they, uh, they exposed something personal about the nominee but I couldn't tell any rhyme or reason as to why they were doing certain things, certain ways. And I wonder if it had something to do with the post of that particular segment and what they felt most comfortable with. I, I don't know, but it, but it changed with each person with, with each presenter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't really tell what that was about. You know, was there, was there a, was that plotted out or was that just, again, a presenter's being brought into the picture and they're comfortable talking about these people or they're not, you know, I don't know. See, that's what I got to me. Uh, in fact, it was even a note I wrote to myself was it felt so less rehearsed in a good way for me. Uh -huh. And it, it wasn't as corny. I mean, sometimes those speeches and they're reading it and trying to pretend like they're off the cuff and it's so corny. And I didn't get any of that last night. It felt just like the presenters were up there speaking. Uh, a couple of them, yeah, okay, you're reading, but a couple of them, I just yeah. thought they're, they're off the cuff. Yeah, no, I um, I think I was apprised of that when I heard uh, Regina King mispronounce a word. And I thought, oh, she's reading <laughs> because I don't think it was prodigious, the word, but it was, she didn't say it right. And because I think she didn't catch, she didn't, obviously she was reading it. So I, I, I was more attuned to that. Um, but maybe it also was a function of whatever information they could get from people, you know, because as a fail safe, then you'd have a clip, right? If you're producing the show, let's put this call out there for people to send us personal moments because you can't write that stuff you can right. you can look for it but it's you know it's a lot of work to find those nuggets if they're even available in, in print so you you have to ask for them you assume and you also assume that not everybody's going to respond and not everybody's going to respond in a timely manner because right. that happens too yeah. so i'm just conjecturing that maybe that is one of the reasons why some were introduced with clips and some weren't i was trying to figure it out during the show like why are why are we seeing a clip of of the animation and we're not seeing clips of any live? I was really trying to figure it out. 
Uh, maybe if somebody knows, they'll call us. Or, you know, <laughs> that would be great. Chat. Yeah, it'd be really nice to know. Um, question. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about our, and I have 12, but I'm sorry. I have That's 12 okay. I things. Have, I have, um, you have 12. I have, I have 11. Perfect. And I have 11 because um, one of them I morphed into two because I couldn't decide. But they're really kind of go together anyway. Okay, so see, we're we're on the same yeah. wavelength, like we always are. Always. Okay, so perfect. All right, so your first like, I, I think we're in agreement because I heard it already. Yep, I that the whole opening segment. Well, for me, it was the whole opening segment with mm -hmm. her grabbing the Oscar, mm -hmm. walking through, and the it being like we're watching a movie. So mm -hmm. starring, directed, I loved that mm -hmm. so much. I did too. I felt the same sense of excitement. I love the camera work on that. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. Fascinating. I loved the titles that came up. They, they were bright and brilliant, and it felt like a movie. And then it stopped <laughs> for me. That was the only part that really felt like a movie. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, yeah it didn't play like a movie uh, from there. From then on. No. But that was a great opening title segment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And it was fun. And you could tell as she was strutting through in that gorgeous gown. Mm -hmm. um, so structural, so beautiful. Uh, you could tell she was loving, loving doing that. Yeah, because she had all eyes on her mm -hmm. for, you know, the first. I wonder if that somehow wasn't a gift because, you know, her movie didn't win anything. I don't know. I'm again conjecturing, but she was well, a she's also She's hot stuff right now. Yeah. I mean, not that she always is, but she's extra hot right now. Yeah. yeah, she is extra hot. And the movie was great. We saw it one night in Miami. It really is a great movie. It's a little slow because it's one night yeah. in Miami, um, but it's a really well-directed and well-performed, really great performances. All right, what was your second? Okay, I really loved the setup at Union Station. I, I've been uh, old, that old Hollywood glam feeling with the booze and the tables. And for me, it, that's the party I want to go to. Mm -hmm. I, sitting in a big theater waiting three mm -hmm. hours. Mm -mm. That's mm -hmm. why to me, the Oscars didn't feel long because it felt like a family gathering. I mm -hmm. guess you got to like your family, right? But it, 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 it took away that elitism of the awards. It felt more accessible. I liked how the presenters in keeping with that were right there in the audience, mm -hmm. look it around and then you see somebody do this to look at the presenter, you know, kind of, I just, all of that had such a beautiful human connection um, at a time when we've been so disconnected from one another. I agree. And that was some work they put into that. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really well done. I love the way they used the screens as the connecting thread uh, you know, you could see all of the surfaces. I really couldn't tell if they, I have to assume they're LED surfaces because of the throw mm -hmm. and the different sizes, but I couldn't really tell quite honestly. And I liked how they use those around the room in different shapes and sizes, and then use them in the lobby space of the Dolby theater when they were there and used it as connective tissue to all the areas that we went to. I just thought that was really well done. Um, and I love the, the lamps, the Oscar lamps on the tables. Fascinating. Yeah, I like Beautiful. that too. <laughs> and, and again, so there was part, it seemed to me there was part function there as well to light the house well enough. Now there were also those, what looked like, um, two, each table had two of them. Mm -hmm. They were like black, they looked like floodlights. Mm -hmm. I noticed that too. But they weren't on. I couldn't really tell what those were for. It, at first I thought, oh, those are the lights to make sure that people have light on their faces if they're going out in the audience, but they didn't seem like they were on. So I'm just curious about those. I don't know what they were. I wonder if it was it was a, a decorative element because to look like the lighting on a movie set. So each table was decorated with it. Maybe. Could it have been, no, it wouldn't have been a sound, a speaker. No. Yeah, I don't. Although, although I wonder, because if I know we're not there, but it's the top thing in the, 
in what I, I didn't, what didn't work for me, that the sound was horrible. The sound was, was bad. It was so amateur and there was background noise over the pre presenters. Mm -hmm. And so you had to really strain. And when Regina was doing the kind of live announce VO, there was so much noise over her that you couldn't hear her. I was very surprised at the amateur quality of the sound. It, the was, it, it wasn't great sound. And I, I remember thinking at one point, it sounds like they're in a hollow box. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were the, it, it sounded like they had pushed it up so much. It was just, I was hearing it boom, boom, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't dialed in well. And ironically, I really first noticed it when they had presented the word, the award for best sound. <laughs> like, God, speaking of sound, this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. They had some issues. They definitely did. Um, well, I don't know what those were. And I doubt they were speakers. I know they weren't mics because when they were in the audience, they were passing around mics or people had mics suddenly. Um, so I don't know about those. And we'll just hopefully somebody yeah. else will know. Uh, okay, what was your third favorite thing? Um, well, if if I get to say everything, then I'll say this one. If I only get to say five, then I'll move on. Are we only doing five? No, we'll do them all. Are we doing them all? Okay, sorry, D'Angelo. Rude. <laughs> if we do them quickly. Uh, this, is, yeah. this is a minor thing, but it did catch my attention. So while the sound was horrible and I, I felt bad that I couldn't hear Regina King when she was doing the you know, the little outros and everything. I really thought that I would miss those grandiose play in, play out, you know, the, the, the music and the live announce. And I hate to say that because uh, for a long time, the live announce was strictly, it was a male dominated area of the voiceover world and now women do it. And so for the last, for many years, women have done the Oscars and the Tony. So I hate that it was taken away from that community, but Given the intimacy of this production, I thought it was a really smart idea not to have it, not to have those big intros and outros with the grant with the music and and the live announce. So I liked it. It it uh, again, it made it uh, more accessible. So interesting that you should say that because there was at least one, because I remember thinking, and I didn't put it down as a like. But I remember thinking, oh, that's the VO. And the VO introduced herself, which I had never, ever heard in an Oscar broadcast where the VO actually gets to say, hi, I'm your voiceover. So it was at the beginning of the, of the broadcast. And then oh. we didn't hear her come in again. But she did do at least one intro. And she introduced I if it herself. Introduce. I wonder if the intro was for when Regina, because Regina King was the first presenter. It, it was right at the top. Okay. I'm afraid I don't know where, but I don't remember where. But I did. Uh, I did take note of that because I was impressed that they let her say her name. I don't recall that being something I've ever heard. Yeah, and I'm sorry that I don't know why I missed that. Well, it's easy to miss these moments, like I said earlier, because you get, you know, you sort of get wrapped up and you'd been watching since the pre-show, which we missed. We also had another issue. We were running late. We were doing something. So by the time we got back, it was it had already started and we had it recording. And for some reason, we could not we could only go through it once. We couldn't go back. I couldn't re, you know, look at things a second time. So we were sort of stuck. I don't know what our DVR was doing, but it wasn't giving us the free access that we normally have. And then when we, when, when I could re, uh, rewind, it was only like two minutes. It would like just, you know, as soon as we got further along, it would just, the beginning of the, of the show was no longer available to me. It was just odd. So that's what happened. So I'm, you had the same issue. So uh, my third one was the LED screens, which I've already spoken about um, all around the various Oscar locations and in the room itself. How about number four? Okay, so that whole segment with Brian Cranston when he was uh, giving the um, humanitarian award to the Motion Picture Television Fund, mm -hmm. the brilliance, the fact that that award was given to MPTF, which is kind of like the Actors Fund, right? right. There's all these funds. We talked about it with Search. 
right? right. So uh, the fact that uh, it the humanitarian award was given twice, but the first time to the MPTF and Brian, because of this pandemic and everything that we've had going on and people struggling and to the brilliance of having Brian Cranston walk through an empty theater. And it was, dark. it was very stark and it really showed the power of what this industry has gone through this last year. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a brilliant choice. Yeah, it was. In fact, it, I had, it was, that was one of the moments where I became instantly confused because I had missed the fact that they were coming out of the, was it the Royal Theatre in London? No, it was another theatre. The Dolby in London. Okay, yeah. Oh, the Film Institute in London. They were at the Dolby in in Korea. Yes. So I, when I saw Brian in the dark Dolby theater in LA, I became confused. I f- instantly thought, oh, they pre-taped this. So, because there was nobody in the theater and I thought that I saw people in the theater, but they were in the theater in London, not in the Dolby theater. So I was confused for a moment, especially when he walked out of the theater and people were waiting for him in the lobby where he then presented the award to the honorees who then accepted it in the lobby. I had to figure out where did these people come from? They were just in the theater. It took me a moment to realize. So I had a big blunder there, but it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Him in that dark theater. Mm -hmm. They didn't engage and they, and, and you're absolutely 1000% right. They made a statement there because they could have turned that theater on. They would have had to call in union people, but they could have had the lights on. They could have, they could have had a screen on that stage. We've worked on that stage. So we know that that's possible. And there's one there. They could have put the same logo there, but they did none of that. And they, yeah. And they chose to pull him out of the room. And I, you know, also, you know, to showcase the camera work, I think what I realized um, last night is it's is the Oscars. So it makes sense to have that kind of camera work and to showcase it as much as possible. And they did, they did in every instant. I mean, even when they were giving out awards and they were talking about the nominees that were in the audience, that camera work was mm-hmm. great. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so four was Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is in no particular order, by the way, because I have to say that this was the highlight of the night. I agree. Glenn, Glenn Close doing the butt, right? <laughs> she stole the show. Oh my God, I love her. I love her so much even more today for so many reasons. For so many, that if you ask me, last night's show is hers. It was hers because not only did the, you get a lot of shots of her, every single one showed her so gracious, mm-hmm. applauding for other people, standing on her feet for uh, for the uh, the gal who won the award that she lost. Yep. And I, she lost the SAG to her too. And we talked about this after the SAG Awards and Glenn, when this, uh, uh, Yu Jun Yoon. Yeah, Yu Jun Yoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it properly. I apologize for that. Well, nobody um, does and she's already up, right. you know, given us her <laughs> blessing. Like, so that's okay. okay with it. She was great. She was lovely. And yeah. you, you just saw Glenn so happy for her, so excited. I felt she... I feel like Glenn Close got more joy out of her, the other woman, the other actress winning than she would have gotten if she had won herself. Yeah, and I, and I think that's my point is that there was so much joy exuding from her all night for everybody who won. And then the moment with the audience participation, uh, <laughs> which wasn't really well executed, it was a toughie. It's tough to do that with people, especially with that audience. And he he did a pretty good job, I would say. Oh, yeah. But they also were making it hard. Mm-hmm. And, and they got skunked because they went to Glenn Close with what they thought would be a reference she would never get. 
and she was so on it. It was perfect. I, I was just floored by that. And then she got up and did the butt. And then she got did the, the butt and did, did the it butt. beautifully. And did it beautifully. Uh, I, you know, I have always been a fan. I, mm -hmm. I saw her do Sunset Boulevard Live. I was mesmerized. I love her even more today. Yeah. I'm so well-rounded. I'm just surprised there's not more press about her today. You know, really, there should be a lot being said about Miss Glenn Close, I think. Um, okay, number five. Well, it was something you didn't like because you already mentioned it. But I kind of liked that there wasn't the band cutting the speeches off. Yeah, some of them were long. I do agree. And some of them were scattered. But I just felt given this last year, it was nice for people to just talk and not be cut off. And I think that was the goal. And that was the reason. And so, yeah, I agree. I mean, and I, I think that the personalization of the show, um, the stories that they shared is all part of that. And so, you know, uh, don't make a habit of it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It just, I mean, and there were moments when you thought, okay, they can't, possibly have any more to say <laughs> and they did. and then they and then they did um okay so so i'll give you that one okay um i have already talked about the use of the camera shots and how much i like them it's number five on my list uh i just thought they were really well executed and uh really helped to make the evening more interesting because you got to see the people in the audience and you, you know, you got to, you got a feel for those people more than yeah, you felt like do. you were at the party because yeah, exactly. you didn't miss anything. You missed, you, you got to see everybody's reactions and um, it wasn't just, you know, the first, like when a traditional one where they're in theater seating and you see the first couple of rows. Right. Right. And it wasn't, as we know, MC heavy because there was no host. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, that was funny. The Jimmy Kimmel commercial. Yeah. Did you see that? It was funny. I did. I did. <laughs> Good for him. All right. <laughs> number six. Uh, okay. So I put the game element. Um, and I, it's funny because I, I thought, oh, an event planner was in on this. Oh, my that God. That was the first thought. An event planner did this because, you know, we've tried to find virtual options that were engaging and interactive. I'm like, I want to know what company, what event company did they call to do that? Not us. Not us. No, but it, it would have been better. Right, right. I think it would have been better. Yeah. I thought it was a little confusing what they did, but it was it was interesting. I mean, it was it was fun. It was fun. Uh, it was it was interesting to, to, to see how people respond because it's not easy no. to be put on the spot like that. And a lot of people don't like it. And uh, it, certainly in front of a huge audience like millions of people. Uh, but I, I applaud them. It should have been done earlier, though. Earlier it was night. very late in the yeah. night. And by that point, the first thing that went through my mind, quite honestly, is why? Why are they taking time up now to do this? Yeah. Especially when the in memoriam was so fast and short. Um, and that was another reason why I was a little upset about the speeches. I thought, well, they could have spent more time on this if they had, you know. Um, but, you know, I could also understand how a DJ cutting off somebody with music could feel very different than, hmm. you know, a conductor doing it. Um, yeah. What was, what was your number six again? I got a. Oh, the number six was the game element. The game element. Yeah, yeah, I just, right. You're right, though. Too late in the evening. Yeah, too late in the evening. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Um, my number six was the two gowns worn by Carrie Mulligan yep. and Amanda uh, Seyfried because they were perfectly placed at the yes, end of that were. row. <laughs> I noticed that. And they looked gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, 
Beautiful, beautifully staged. Thank you. So that's my number six. What about well, your number funny Because my friend Jan was watching with me and she said, wait, did the gold person in the gold gown change into a red dress? I said, no, it's the other side of the theater. <laughs> that's Amanda. <laughs> so this is their book ending. The other block. <laughs> <laughs> that was really well done. Now, I wonder if that was just a stroke of luck. Because, you know, you try to plan those shots out, right? So you know where people are going to be sitting. So I just wonder if that was a stroke of luck or it was one of those, oh, no, 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 you sit, take that seat. Well, uh, I also wonder too, structurally, those dresses required the room. So true. they were sitting true. where they were structurally had that room. That is true. That is true. Well done. A plus. Yes. All right, number seven. Okay. So this is in both my favorites and my worst. Okay. And it is, I liked the immemorium. I liked that no one person or a group, a certain group of actors or whatever were spotlighted. Um, I loved the acoustic music behind it. And then it's also in my worst. Yeah. So I didn't love it because I felt some people were cheated. I didn't even see some of I could see people's names, but in some cases it was so fast, I didn't know what they did. So if yeah, they weren't was... somebody that was recognizable, I couldn't really cherish who they are. And then uh, the music changed a bit, which for me um, got a little weird. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't love it at all. I just thought people got cheated. I felt like um, the only one that really got any due was Chadwick Boseman, who was the last face, and he got some really yeah. ample screen it, time. It was way too fast. I'm like, I'm, I'm not getting a chance to absorb. Let me sit with that person. I didn't know that person died. Let me sit with it for just a second. Give me two or three more seconds of each person to let it absorb and, and yeah. to really pay tribute. And I can't help but again, questions, you know, in my mind, because again, I, we've done this kind of work, so we know what it takes. And so I, I can't help but wonder what, what equation went wrong there that um, enabled this to be produced, the number of people that needed to be honored against the amount of time given and the amount of music provided. I mean, even another minute would have made it possible to elongate some of those people. Some of it was rhythmic to the music, but again, that's not appropriate if you no. can't, if you can't really, yeah. If you're gonna pay homage, pay homage. Right, right. You know, I, don't, yeah. don't, it felt like in some cases, it felt like a snub. Yes, and what caught me about that as well, well, I almost wrote down, well, they gave Angela Bassett just almost as much time as they gave the video. Like they didn't need somebody to, to present it. I agree. If in fact they needed the time for that. I agree. She, she looked gorgeous. Oh God. Yeah. I didn't even recognize her. So she's had some good work done because she's not looking like herself anymore. Really? I don't think so. I didn't notice we that. should do a comparison, like look her up from like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Well, whatever um, she's doing, she's doing it right. She she looks incredible. Uh, all right. So seven was, you said the in memoriam. Uh, my seven is also sort of uh, something that I enjoyed. And I'm glad that they made it part of the broadcast. But I my hearts went out to them. And that was the special accommodations made for the European nominees. Because those poor people we're waiting up in the middle of the friggin' night to be live for just a few you know, minutes. And then- And there was nothing pre-recorded? No, those people were live. They were, in some cases they gave speeches. So, um, you know, I was just, and, and in London, in the theater, I mean, it's, at one point I thought to myself, oh, those poor, I could see the tiredness in some of their eyes. Um, because it's that, at that point, you're just a prop. And you just have to sit there and wait for the damn thing to be over, you know. Um, especially if you your category's passed, right? And you're in the and you're in the Royal Theater, and your your category's passed, and you, you're still sitting there because there's more camera shots. 
and it's the middle of the night. I just, my hearts went out to them. I felt bad. But on the other hand, I have it as something I enjoyed because what they've done is they made it possible to bring people into the broadcast that are unable to be at the live show and have now found another way to bring those people in that will just add to the broadcast. It adds to the production team's work, but you know, it adds to the broadcast as well, I thought. And it shows us in America, the reach of the Oscars. I mean, you know, we've not really seen this reach before. And it, it, it really dawned on me last night, the number of Europeans that are up for Oscars that make movies that are Oscar contenders and uh, the, the, the scale and breadth of those awards. So, I, you know, I think that sort of gets past people because not that diversity shouldn't exist as well. It should coexist with that, but that's diverse. Mm-hmm. That's diversity. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I, I, I applaud that. I applaud that. It is definitely a, a, a worldwide show and uh, they did a good job of making us aware of that. But I, I definitely I, a price was paid by the Europeans yeah. who are probably still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was 2 a.m. in Germany when the show started. So now I want to go back because I just had it in my head. Okay, they knew that they had won the award. They pre-filmed it. I did not. I just, it didn't even dawn on me that that could have been um, live. No, I don't think so. As a matter of fact. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, there was one gent, I, I, I think it was a sound or a production category, who accepted the award virtually, but everyone else from his team was there in the audience. But he was the one who accepted virtually because he was, I guess, the boss man. Uh, hmm. So that was interesting, you know, and I, and I was just, I mean, it ended, the show ended at 5 a.m. in Germany and 4 a.m. in wow. Italy and wow. London. Yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to look it up. I knew it was eight or nine hours. I just didn't really know where in, in Europe it is, eight or nine, and I just, 1, 1 a.m. it started in London and Italy. It started at 2 a.m. in Germany and Ireland. And that is where, uh, no, sorry, Ireland and London, it started at 1 a.m. Germany and Italy, it started at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's when the Oscars wow. started. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, we Italians. We stay. Yeah. Some yeah. of us. Not all of us. Some of us Italians. And maybe because I'm Sicilian, not yeah. Italian. Yeah. We stay up. Yeah, I've lost that gift. I've lost that gift. My mother can do that though. Joyce can do that still uh, at 89. Yeah, then your mother and I have to hang out. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, number eight. I don't have a number eight. I that was it for me. Oh, so you have seven. so you had seven and five. So you have some things that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, all right. Well, uh, why don't you give me the first thing that you don't like? I just listed things I liked because I've already talked through some of the things I don't like, but Let's give you an opportunity to talk about some of your dislikes. Well, the the main one I already mentioned was the audio. Bothered me beyond anything. Okay. Just I hated it. So okay. there's that. It was bad. Um, and I agreed with you on the lower thirds. Right? They were I made bulky a, I made a ugly. point of that. Yeah. And at first I'm like, I'm trying to write down because I still kept a list of who won everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I want to have their names. I, I know nobody's going to see it but me, but I still want to have their names right. You right. know, let me see it. So they they wouldn't come on. They wouldn't come on. They came on. They were there for a brief second. They went away. I don't know. I just, I didn't like the way. And I agree with you with the colors. Yeah, they were just, wow. Um, and they weren't, they weren't up for very long. Uh, and it was hard again, like it was at the Golden Globes. We talked about this to follow the categories, right? And figure out what category they were on because at the globes they didn't have those lower thirds at all um or maybe they just had them just a few of them but yes it helps to guide the viewer and helps us to understand what it is we're looking at so yeah and they were just so god awful ugly i thought they really were you know what they 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 matched the if i'm thinking about it now and if i'm remembering correctly because, you know, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was. Well, 
I have a bit of brain fog because of the second COVID shot. So that's right. You were shot up on Saturday again, right? On Saturday. So there's some heavy fog going on there, but the opening titles with all the different kind of seventies colors. Mm -hmm. And then the, and so that, I don't know if they were trying to, they look like Apache colors to me. Yeah. Yes. It looked very, um, it had a very indigenous kind of quality to the color palette. I thought. And it wasn't, they, there was green and there was like a rust. I mean, they didn't use the mm -hmm. same color. Yeah. There was a lot of color. There was a lot. Was of, there too was a lot. much. There was too much yeah, color. Too much. Yeah. And then there was that blue drape backstage, you know, up, the upstage <laughs> drape. Um, it was just too much. It was like, that was my, that was my issue. There was, the, even though the screen, the screens provided, a, or the LED, whatever it was, provided a thread. Mm -hmm. It could have done so much better with the look and and refined it. It was just too much. It was too much. Too much. Three colors. That's my. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, okay. So and a poppy and some background colors. Yeah. All right. So wait. I'll give you. Um. I I had this as a like, but it was only because I was being sarcastic. <laughs> and I. So I'm going to share it as a dislike. And and and. Honestly, D'Angelo was a gas. He even tweeted about it. Uh, Halle Berry's things. Oh God. Oh my God. I, was, yeah, I, I, I try not. I know I it's don't mean. don't like to comment it's, on people's looks, but. It's, it's weishous. That. It's weishous. Everything, the color, everything. I, I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't. That I didn't understand. Bless her Voice. heart. That's bless just like heart. saying, bless her bless heart. Her heart. That's what you know is my favorite thing. saying in the yes. entire world. No, it was like her child got up on her lap and <laughs> just took the scissor and went, Oh, mommy, look, I cut your hair. And she was like, But baby, I got to give out an award at the Oscars tonight. You know, I mean, like, wear a hat. I don't, I don't get it. A wig. Not a yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. So anyway, that was very vicious of me, but I had to say it. And by vicious, I mean vicious. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, I know what you mean. All right, what I, you I actually was wondering if uh, David had seen it, uh, my ex husband, because that's his main crush in life is Halle Berry. Oh, so I have to ask him if he saw it and saw her hair when Please he thought do. about his love. Would you report back? I will. I he will. probably thinks she looks good in any hairstyle. Well, I mean, come on. She is one of the most stunning women that have ever, has just ever graced this earth. Stunning. She's yes. beyond. She's perfection. But the bangs did not help her look stunning she last not, night. No. I she did to. not look stunning. She has one of the most memorable Oscar uh, lines that I have, that I'll ever remember. And I have no memory. But she got up on stage when she won her Oscar and her first words were, oh my God, this moment is so much bigger than me. And, or something like that. And I just, it blew me away. I thought, wow, that is a great line. That's a great line. Really well done. So much better than tripping up the stairs. All right, what was- It happens, it happens. <laughs> I've done it myself. I've fallen off stage. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so the the award for best director. I, on one hand, I liked that they had that, but they had him too much in the dark in the beginning, um, and the whole VO by the directors. I it should have been so when they were had the the quotes by the directors, they had it in caption. They should have had instead of him speaking they should have had the a vo of the director saying their quotes giving their quotes it was too much going on and it, it was just a bit of sensory overload and i thought this could have been brilliant and it wasn't it was long long very long and the quotes did not help um and i don't and the, I, I believe it was what is something that you teach? What would be the first thing that you would teach or 
or share as a director? Wasn't it that or? Yes, yes, it's, yeah. Um, it, it, it didn't work for me either. And the answers didn't really work. But what did work was the staging for me of that award and the way that Bong Yun-ho mm -hmm. started. And then the camera always panned right, if you will. So I don't know if you caught this, but you saw him first, then the camera panned right and you saw his interpreter and mm -hmm. she spoke. Then the, so he's, then the camera pans right again and you see him again. So that was just cool because obviously he had moved and come into the right of her, but it was always about that camera panning right. And then you saw the two of them together. So I just thought that was really creatively staged. And I, I wouldn't have chosen First, I thought, well, he's doing it in Korean. So like, is that how diverse we are now that we're not gonna understand what he's saying? So, because I was thrown by the fact that there were no subtitles. Right. Until she came in. That, I, exactly the same thing. And then I went, oh, I like the fact that I can focus in on him and then hear what he said. Yes. You know, the subtitles always, they take my, away, my eye away from the person right, who's speaking. Right. right. So. And, and, and they did it, they did it craftily. Mm -hmm. You know, they did it. I thought it, I just thought it was cool the way they used the camera again and they did it craftily and then they came together at the end. I thought it was well done. And then they went into it being too long with that question. Um, but I will say that again, that personalization was, I think my favorite thing other than Glenn Close's moment, because there's so much inspiration to be garnered by hearing somebody who had a first job as, you know, a, an ice cream scooper. That's not the case, but, you know, hearing how they got into the business, hearing they had careers before they got into the business, that's inspirational mm -hmm. because it shows that, right, anybody could do it if you've got the the will and the gift and the and the skill and you're willing to put in the time. I just I, I was inspired by all of that. I agree. I agree. So what was the next thing you did not like? So um, it was the uh, VO that just on the outros coming up next. I have as the night progressed, they got significantly more played over. I could hear them in the beginning and then I couldn't hear them. And by the end of the uh, broadcast, there was so much noise over her background music and everything. I'm like, what did she say? Hmm. So, and that's, you know, that's the VO person in me that just, there's, why have it if you're, what was the point of having her do the VO? Right. And where, where was she? Was she I doing it live or was that all pre-recorded? I would imagine that that was probably pre-recorded because too, right? otherwise she's going to be in a booth as live announcers are. Mm -hmm. She's going to be off. Or if it was, it, it, I guess it would kind of make sense if she was just right there in the audience doing it because there was so much noise over her. But yeah, I imagine she pre-recorded that so she could enjoy the night. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it could go either way, right? Depending on their mm -hmm. timing, their production schedule and her ability, mm -hmm. because that's not, I mean, I, we, I, I know I've, I have experienced it done very poorly and then recorded very poorly as well, like recorded and the names are not correct and they're recorded wrong. And so that didn't help either because you had the time to record, you should have found out the right name, the you know, pronunciation, pronunciation of the name. So I've, I've heard it done wrong in either Case. Well, but I mean, that... typically the live announce is a live announce. It's there. Right. Right. And it and that takes a certain energy and gift and talent that very, very few people have in their voice. You know, that ability to make something bigger with their voice and to, you know, command and not have a big tumultuous voice, just have, you know, that presence, if you will. Mm -hmm. yep. So that bothered you. That the that fact that me a lot. Gonna, yeah, that bothered me uh, a lot. <laughs> did I say it bothered me a lot? Yeah, it did. you did. It bothered yeah, me you, a lot. You said, it, you said it bothered you a lot. 
<laughs> um, I am going to go out on a limb with another of my favorites then and say that um, I enjoyed the music for the most part, even yeah. though it was canned and coming from a DJ. Yeah. I thought that he did a really good job. I love job. Yeah, selecting the right pieces. There was yeah. one time when the award was given out and I don't remember who it was. It was a female presenter and she, she said the award goes to, he put on the music and then she continued on. And so that was, and it wasn't the right piece of music for what she was doing because there was a, that particular time he used a vocal. Most of the pieces were instrumental, but I thought, oh man, she just sort of ruined that. You know, I don't know if it was in the copy or he missed the cue, but it's one of the reasons why we always say when we do award ceremonies, it's always best to end with the person's name. It's a button and it gives the, the sound man or whomever it is running the cues a very specific note on which to give the cue, to play the cue. And that didn't happen at that particular moment last night. I know I would have felt bad if I was the DJ mm -hmm. because it was, wouldn't have been something I would want to do is step on somebody's lines with music. Uh, so I wonder how, how, what happened there. But otherwise I thought the music was really, you know, it's not easy finding music that's instrumental that works in that kind of setting. And I, what he did is he used some of the selections more than once. And they were, I remember thinking they're, they're front driven pieces, top, very top heavy, which is the way to do it. So there was a, a very rhythmic push at the top of the music, which is the excitement when they've just said the name of the award or the winner, you hear that push and then it sort of pulls back a bit as the winner is, you know, making their way to the stage to give their speech. Um, I th thought he did a really nice job. I thought he did too. I thought he did. And he's charismatic. Yes. He's yes. a very and, charismatic DJ. And we, we got to see his clip. Yeah. Which was fun. All right. What was, fun. what was your next moment? Uh, well, I already, we talked the in memoriam. So where it just was so fast and I felt it didn't, it didn't. Is that your last one? That was my last of the things I really didn't like. I had it, you know, I put down a couple of other things that I liked. They weren't necessarily production elements, but I just marked a couple of things. But, you know, that people said that really stood out to me. So uh, if you'd like to share, please feel that you can. Well, uh, there would be goal. Oh, I'm sorry. But um, I was just going to say that I, I have two more favorite moments. Oh, yeah. And I think that there'll be favorite moments of yours as well that you just didn't write them down. One of them was the West Side Story trailer. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. I am too. That it looks phenomenal. It really looks great. And Rita Moreno. <sighs> right? Speechless. I'm just speechless over her. She is so elegant and real and funny and sassy mm -hmm. and adore. Unapologetic. And I just, I adore Unapologetic, yeah. yeah. I do too. And I believe she's 89. Something like that. So she won her, her Tony 60 years ago. She said it. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, her Oscar. I should be slapped cheetah and not Rita, Rita and not cheetah. So that's a, another, a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. When you are there on the mattress, <laughs> I am a versatile actress. Yes. When you are on the mattress. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, but she, she was delightful and her post show interview about how she sometimes doesn't wear makeup was delightful i missed uh, that oh yes she was just she she apparently had been watching uh the the pre-show from her from her hotel room and uh when ha had a moment then to be to be uh interviewed and was just delightful with the interviewer and yeah had her pre-show moment and talked about how she sometimes doesn't wear makeup I'm going to find that I have to, I have to find the YouTube of that. Cause I will like it. 
or being caught without makeup, I think, was more the, the piece. Being caught without makeup. I'm not really clear. I never wear makeup, so I don't, you know, normally pay attention never. to this. Thing. But never I did. Anthony. No, I can't say never. Never say never. I can never say never. Never say never. I have definitely worn makeup in my life. Definitely. Um, okay. So w- anything else that you'd like to share? Well, I just, a couple of uh, uh, phrases stood out for me. Whoopi Goldberg with the whole Tyler Perry when he got his humanitarian award, when she mm-hmm. said, there's no harm in caring. Yes. And then Tyler Perry refuse hate. Stand in the middle because that's where healing happens. Mm-hmm. Goosebumps. I had goosebumps. That moment, that whole speech was beautiful. And that moment, right. Yeah. Best speech of the night. Yeah. That was the best segment of the night for me. I am. I enjoyed a few others, um, a very few other acceptance speeches. I would say that although I was aghast that she won, not that it wasn't a great performance, but I'm surprised that Frances McDormand won the Oscar um, last night for pooping in a bucket, but um, her speech was definitely among the best because it was short and sweet. And she said, I'd like to work. Thank you for letting me work. You know, it's a good thing. But I thought that um, Yu Jung Yoon's <gasps> speech was, oh my God, I just wanted a squeezer. Delightful. First of all, her flirting with Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. That was bet. That was the that best. Was, that was great. Too many thanks to you. Too many thanks to you. Yes. Oh, she, I fell in love with her. I did too. I thought that she was really, really delightful. Why don't we just quickly talk about the music? Because uh, her won the Oscar for mm-hmm. Fight For You. And we saw her at the Super Bowl earlier this mm-hmm. year. Uh, and uh, the score of Soul won. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. It's a, it's, that was it's, a good acceptance speech too, I got to yeah. say. I agree. Well, I, I don't know. Or was it? Uh, it was for. Uh, oh, it's when it won the animated feature. That was that was it. You know. Yes, I think the first few lines of the acceptance speech for music was something about the same twelve notes that Bach had, and the same twelve notes that um, can't remember who else he referred to had. Um, he was talking about the composition, and so that didn't really. It it felt a little far-reaching for me yeah yeah i was thinking about i made a note for when they won for best animated feature that i liked that speech but have you seen the movie the soul yes yeah, yeah we we've seen soul yeah I yeah we we i will i will say that i honestly i i thought inside out was better um that's the movie with Amy Poehler, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought that was, I just liked the message. It was it was just more entertaining, I think, than Soul. It's a good movie, but I, it didn't grab me. Okay, I will say, um, not that you have to grab me. Who am I? But it didn't it didn't grab me. Just like just like Nomadland didn't grab me, and I was shocked that it won. And they did a poll i saw a poll after the show 66 percent of viewers didn't think that it should have won hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen anything been bad yeah it was very interesting i i'm just i'm really just kind of amazed i was floored and i think a lot of people were it's a very slow moving movie uh and there it's there are very few professional actors in it. She's one of them. And uh, it felt more like a documentary to me for that reason, because obviously you're not scripting these people, right? So I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't think it would win best picture. Chicago 7 got nothing. Right. Nothing. And Aaron, Aaron Sorkin was there and 
was also smiling and happy for other people. I was really buoyed by that too, but yeah, it got nothing. That was shocking to me. What really the movie that I think is the most that I, we've not seen yet is um, Sound of Metal. That looks very intriguing. Yes, that does. We have the we have that here, so we'll look at it before uh, too long. We do have that. Uh, anything else that you'd like to share? Well, this, I think some of the you know I I realize I made a note about the personal background info on the nominees that I liked that. Yeah, uh, and I wish it would have been a little bit more. I also noticed this is uh, that the, the women, not a, all of them, but there were more actresses that were just felt a little more casual. They had beautiful gowns on, but it's like, oh, it looks like they did their own hair. And I don't, that's not a dig. It just felt more, again, like a family get together and less like I've got to make this appearance. Right. No, I saw that too. Um, I, I felt that at moments too. Oh, I think they did their own makeup or yeah. Uh, and that's also just probably social distancing, right? You can't have those people there working on you. Uh, although we were able to do it with the right kind of uh, precautions yeah. and therefore so much. Uh, but I think you're right. There was sort of a, an air of sort of casualness. And I, I agree. I like that they did it at Union Station. I can't help but wonder why, like what, what, what they had to put in all that infrastructure. And, you know, what, what led to that decision? I, I'm so curious. Yeah be nice to be a fly on the wall in some of those production meetings yeah because it's a public space it's a it's a train station yeah. it reminded me a little bit though of the one theater at the playhouse at you've the done play stuff in there and i performed in there where the tables you've got all the it's very we've Which done theater are you the, talking about the La La playhouse? playhouse yeah i'm sorry uh oh you're talking about the the Potaker. Potaker, yes. Yes. Can, can never remember the name. Yeah, but the Potaker. Yeah, it's a black box. Yeah, it's the Potaker. It's a black box. Yeah, so you could pretty much do anything with space. Uh, well, that's it then for the Oscars. Uh, a very interesting show last night. Right? Yep. I mean, I got my motto out of it. My new life's motto came out of last night's show. So good. Good, good, good. Um, and I think, you know, we're seeing more of a blending of of the special event world and the broadcast world. And it'll be interesting to see how this plays out next year when there is hopefully no social distancing necessary and people can have at it the way they would have had at it in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see what six and what doesn't. Um, very interesting. And to see if they, if they use an MC. Yeah. I thought I would miss it. I, I I was surprised I didn't miss it as much. I think that's because they didn't use an or a or an MC, a host. They used many <laughs> hosts. And it definitely had that feel, which is very different than presenters because they're carrying the the hosts were carrying the story along mm -hmm. whereas a presenter would just come out and present the award. So um, maybe that's why it works. Maybe, it's yeah. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good explanation. Well, it was definitely easier to watch than I thought it would be. Uh, and I, there's a, ABC de dedicated a whole day to it. And then a morning as they always do this morning. Uh, and uh, it's been big news. So I'm glad that we were able to cover it. And I'm so glad again to see that our worlds are coming together. I think that's the lesson here. Any last remarks? You know, to quote Josie McNamara, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And on that note, 
Thank you for joining us today. This has been Bolotified. I am Anthony Bolotta, your host. I'm always here every week as I am with Alex Apostolidis, my Bolotified partner in action. Please like and subscribe to us wherever it is you find your podcasts. And hey, ask us a question. Ask me a question. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Alex. You know how you do that? You just go on bolotta.com and look for the podcast tab and then look for the field and type in your question and we will answer it or type in your comment. Just be nice. Uh, That's all I've got. Say goodbye, Alex. Goodbye. Bye-bye.